side of red or switch they die Rather the dog who loud his motorbike Looking for legends on the sunset strip With a stone cold paranormal partnership Metro Town Rick tried to sell me some crack Listen to the podcast man and take that shit back It's a legends Podcast about urban legends. Thank you, Kyoto. We are Urban Legends, the hair metal band from the 80s and the internet's largest Urban Legends podcast by volume. I am lead singer Chris Flynn, and with me on his banjo, it is this. Blink, 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 Neil the Power Herbert. Lovely. Hello. Hi, Neil. How, how are you enjoying Kyoto? <laughs> Beautiful city. Beautiful city. Lovely Won- people. Wonderful people. Great energy. Great energy. It's got great energy. You know, uh, when we came, we weren't sure how they'd uh, take to the music, but uh, they've, uh, they've actually re- they've really uh, really got on board with it. And, uh, you know, the, the fans out here, they're wild. When I come to a new city, Chris, I ask one question. Can they rock? Can, can they? they? You can rock. <laughs> oh. oh, they can rock. Oh, they can rock. Oh. They might rock the hardest. They a lot may. of people, a lot of people say Tokyo rock the hardest. Mm. What do you say, Kyoto? I uh, yeah. What do you say, Kyoto? Does Kyoto rock the hardest? Yeah. Sounds like they do. Sounds like they do. It's pretty hard rocking. Yeah. So hi, welcome to the podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, Neil, how are you? How you, how you been? Uh, you were saying last week you were yeah, last week. reading some books. Reading some books, was I? Yeah, um, yes, I have been. Thank you for revisiting that extremely Do you want to revisit story. that? You mean you can ask me questions? I know it's, yeah, uh... I, could just, I could just read out. Okay, so I'll tell you what I've done. Oh, here we go. I'll tell you what I've done. Mm. I was away on holiday, as you know, a few weeks back. Yep, smuggling diamonds in New Urethra. Yep. And um, so let's keep going about that, Chris. You know, that's we've been through that. But but you know, as I'm as I'm sort of passing them out, like a really awful kind of like pest um, dispenser. Stone. Yeah, <laughs> pest dispenser, whatever. You know, that bloody urine. As, as you're sort of waiting for them to pass, it's quite a, you know long and, and of course the top painful <laughs> procedure. The top of your pe- penis does look like um, goofy from from Disney, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yep. Yes, yeah. Cool. Carry I had on. It, I had it. I surgically enhanced to to allow. Yes, it to en- enhanced. Oh, it's enhanced. a natural resemblance already. But I've, just, I've enhanced <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you just had you just had the eyes slightly changed. Yeah. <laughs> what, what nature provided, I I'm used to. You enhanced. Yeah, lovely. Effect. Um. So uh, I don't know. Are we talking about my old chapel or the books I was reading. I don't don't really mind. No, it doesn't matter. We'll see. We'll see, won't we? Let's see. We'll see. Doesn't matter. So, so what I did was because I was kind of like I was I'd run out of books to read and then I just had like some sort of more facts and books and I was facts like, books yeah. like what's I it like some fiction yeah fact books like QI, QI, QI book of fact hundred facts was that one no, of the it's ones just stuff like you know how to do great presentations and you know boring worky things really no, yeah, not, I've got not, a few not, of those on my Kindle not, not touched that one yet presumably touch it by the podcast. <laughs> But no, so so I downloaded some. Um, well, actually, I got a, I, I did a few of those. Um, that that Greek uh, the guy who was chancellor when um, when yeah. Greece went through the ringer in the EU. Um, Yanis or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, who's also the lead singer of the Foles. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Yanis. I've I've downloaded some of his books, so I'll be picking those at some point. Um, but no, and um, and what but no, what I did was I decided to um, so Google, big, what's what's big commie. I, I, no, I've always fancied reading that um, that one just because it'd be as much as anything else, whether I agree or disagree with the assessment of the situation, and the mm. disagree. But um, it'd be interesting to get that insider perspective. I think so. Mm. 
Or what it's like dealing with the troika. Yeah, or, you know, just, just, you know, being in that situation and how, you know, world finance really works and all the rest of it. Tell you what, Neil, tell you what, um, it, (laughs) it won't make you, it, it might shift your views on Brexit a little. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, yeah, because, you know, let's let us not forget this. It's kind of, you know, mm. not a great story for the, the EU and all the rest of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, so, well, I'll, let, I'll tell you what, I'll let you know when I've read it. All right. Um, well, that was it, was it? No, and so what I, what I did, no, I was just say that was some, some of the factual books I've got. But oh, you're, you're, just, you're just wetting their appetite to come the back. Just appetite, yeah. But when you've read yeah, yeah. left-wing economists. You'll but... notice I sow a lot of these kind of seeds, Chris. You know, oh, we've got a lot like... of mighty oaks growing out in this podcast. We can return really? back to it at some point. Really, if at the moment it feels like we're in the middle of a savannah. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it takes time for these things to grow. I mean, oaks hey. take a long time to grow, don't they? Anyway, if we're yeah, right. constantly being fucking interrupted, so you know, um, I could explain. Yeah, the methodology was so okay. So that's all factual book, but wanted to be a bit more fun, you know, a bit more, more fun. fun. So sort of googled. Well, there was some, also, some <laughs> fun books, fun books, or sort of something more fiction. You know what I mean? Something mm. a bit different. So it was basically um, there's some there's some chart that you can Google. Basically, the the most read or the most uh, rated books all around the world. Mm. So I downloaded the one okay. for Ireland. Okay. Is it well, about the, the guy who series? Is about the guy who goes round Ireland with a fridge? Do you know what? You're never gonna get I'll give you three guesses because you ain't gonna get this. Uh, um so Ulysses, it's not Tony Hawk goes round Ireland with a fridge, it's not McCarthy's bar, it's not Ulysses. That's really fun though. It's great fun, yeah. Yeah. A bit of James Joyce. Yeah. Masturbating in, in the street. But fun, yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole last third of just like a monologue by a lady. And him talking about eating kippers and how they're a bit urinary tasty. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've, um, I've really like I'm not sure how much I understood, if I'm being honest. Fair enough. I'll go back to it one day with... Uh, the Dubliners is very mates. easy. Yeah, I've not read other... I've not read Battle or um, Finnegan's Wake. So yeah, Dubliners is read some more Jones Joyce. Pretty, pretty simple. Um, like style. It's about the band, the Dubliners. Oh, okay. Because well, yeah, he used to be their tour manager. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just about the scrapes they got into. Before you got into the fall, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um all James Joyce and Marky Smith, all the stuff they got up to on the road. Oh fly on the wall in those gigs. Ooh. Oh, you wouldn't have been able to, he would have snorted you. Yeah. Um I don't Not know what, the... what's what's the most fun books from Ireland? Is it is it about the Great Hunger? The troubles, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> growing, growing up right. in the twenties, well, <laughs> none was just beating the shit out of you. Um, no, it's uh, called Skullduggery Pleasant. It's a, a series all about a Skellington, a Skellington detective. boy, a Skellington yeah. detective. It's kind of like the Irish Harry Potter, I take it. So it was free on Kindle Unlimited, which apparently I've got and I didn't realise. Right. So I'm still back for that. <laughs> so the first of this series was on. So I've downloaded that, and I'm about what my forty two percent of the way through. So you, is, that, is, that how you, is that how you judge books? <laughs> By percentage? By percentage, yeah. Right. Um, how much anyway. have you understood? 17 18%? I mean, it's not that difficult to understand this. It's a Skellington protective and he's like... Um, is, it for, is it for young adults? Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, young, young adult fiction. Right. Um, apparently there's nine of these. I think it was the eighth one or something. It was the highest rated in Ireland, but... Um, I thought I'd start at the start mainly because it was free. Um, I don't so know how to work my way through. I don't know how a Skellington character would work for me personally without the sound effect of someone drum like doing on a xylophone. The I mean, they might they have that if they ever get the film or animated sort of rights. Maybe Studio Ghibli, Ghibli will do a uh, version. Who knows? So, um, Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Giblets. The, Studio Giblets, yeah, there you go. That's what the South End the version. Irish, they get the Irish version, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so what's, what's what's this character like then, Mr. Skellington, P.I.? Quirky. Huh? Quirky. He's quirky, is he? He drives a Bentley and um, okay. he's basically hooked up. So there's this little girl and her, her uncle's died and then she realises he's been murdered when a Skellington detective comes into her house. Okay. And someone tries to kidnap her. This um, sounds... This sounds as far as we've got thus far is they're, they're kind of... She's, we're slowly exploring the kind of world and there's like just loads of like magical stuff going on behind the scenes. 
they've gone in somewhere in, in a museum in Dublin, the wax works, and there's a mm. lot of people live under that, some magical people. Okay. So, like I say, it's kind of, it's got a real, it's like Irish Harry Potter vibe, but without all the public school nonsense. Oh, that's good. But it's um, sort of like, you know. I mean, I, it, what's nice for me is it feels like you're finally nourishing your inner child. Well, I'm trying something different. Do you know what I mean? So, because you know, because you you've starved your inner child, haven't you? With your yeah, sin, with your cynicism, books to try and pretend to be intelligent, but yeah, just I'm figure. Just... Let's just cut to the chase. And just, yeah. Do you think that doing this podcast and it being on public record that you're not intelligent has allowed yeah, you to feed you know, your inner child? Disabuse anyone who wants <laughs> now has mountains of evidence that I'm a complete fucking idiot. So they won't just get like they won't just get like an intelligent quip over the cubicle wall in the office anymore. They yeah. can actually deep dive your personality. Yeah, they can actually look, look and, and look like I mean, you could, you've got enough material now, you could run AI and just realise how frighteningly uh, unintelligent I am. Yeah. It's okay. Well, that, that sounds sounds like a lot yeah. of fun. I'm still not reading at the moment. Are you not? I, no, I can't get into it. Fair enough. No, I, I don't know why. I'm, just, I'm always a compulsive reader. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, I've got. I did. I have started um, watching. Um, oh, Bloodlines. Thing you recommended to me, the Netflix. Bloodhounds. Bloodhounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, actually, there is another one called Bloodlines. I'm just is. on the first episode. Yeah, looking good thus far. Yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah, like I said, all of the like it's taken massive uh, inspiration, I guess, from. Oh boy, it's Korean, isn't boy. it? I believe. Yeah, so. it's South Korean. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the fightings, like old boy fighting, and that's basically all the series is about. So if you liked the fight scenes in old boy, then it's a good, it's a good one to watch. Yeah, I mean, hey, why not? If you're going to take something, um, yeah, it's been. I'm trying to sort of. It's been a while since I've explored the old kind of Korean cinema, so uh, yeah, it might be another one to to have a look at. With streaming services, you just kind of like I don't know. It's that classic thing, isn't it? There's so much you can choose from. You end up just like not exploring as much at all because they don't. I don't think they curate these things very well. No, I, I'll be honest. Like, I think the golden age of TV is over. Like, there's vanishingly little and really good so, stuff yeah. coming out. Um, so I'm kind of scrabbling around to watch stuff at the moment. But yeah, um, it's not the same level as um, you know when you had your Deadwoods and what have you. Although I'm quite excited by um, what's just come out. I don't know if it's available in the UK at the moment. But, the UK um, justified. I mean, it's Just, not the new Justified, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's not top tier TV, Jurassic, but I enjoyed Jurassic it. Park, it's called, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I'm... just Raylan Givens back, apparently, but I'm in well, Detroit. I was oh, in Detroit. Okay. Yeah, set in Detroit. That'd be interesting, actually. Um, yeah. No, it'd be good. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant's very watchable. Yes. Um, and the original Justified's really good. So, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. So. Neil, this week. What do you got for us, Chris? It's one of yours this week, isn't it? I have, yeah. Um, this week we're going to uh, be looking at The Legend of La Malahora, which is a Ooh. Mexican, sort of New Mexico legend. Um, so I've got a few different sources I'm going to go through. So crosses two countries. Yeah, but it used, to be, one, as well used as to be one uh, country. Oh, no, I'm well aware of that. Where else was Texas? But, uh, yeah. hey... Forgive and forget, Chris. Yeah. Doesn't matter, does it? Don't let him in. Whatever you do, but it's <laughs> Yeah, just put yeah, just put like a big wall down uh, dividing families and that. Um well if you don't, they'll just come in and do all the work. Do all the work, fix everything. Yeah, make everything <laughs> Mend it all. Um I don't know so yeah, um so it's it's an interesting one, this. We'll we'll see where it goes. Um but kind of La Mala Hora is like the the devil's hour, which oh, is okay. like something which we kind of have all around the world, like the witching is this hour. Or is three in the morning, apparently. Three in the morning is the witching hour. Yeah, I'm never quite sure actually what they're. Yeah, okay. Yeah, three in the morning. Usually, when I need to get up for a pee, so yeah. That, well, it's makes, just after battle, you get battle, battle tracks. Yeah, just after you get back from clubbing. The, devil, the devil's got a uh, hold of my urethra, bladder, my bladder, and stuff. Not your shattered urethra. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> um, probably, he's, had a, he's had a say in both, I would imagine. But. Sure. Um, well, greed. A thorough. You're, you know, you're, you're exploitation of, of both channels. Um, <laughs> whatever ends. Exploration so. and yeah. exploitation. Yeah. And, yeah. Ex, and excavation. Yeah. Um, 
so it's that, but it's also there's an actual character attached to it in this in this Mexican folklore as well. So okay, I'm going to be reading. So it's four not just different... a time on the clock. No, it's not just a time on the clock. Although you know, we all know like the the witching hour. Like that seems to be a global thing. And yeah, yeah. It, and it kind of seems to be because there's like I, I think it must come in. It must have come through because like humans naturally. Like in before we had industrial revolution stuff, mm. would sleep in two shifts. So you'd sleep when the sun goes down, have four four hours sleep, whatever. Then you'd naturally wake up at about three in the morning. Yeah, and then go to sleep again. Then like sit and have a fag or like go and chat yeah, with some people, brew. cheeky yeah. brew, have some sex, yeah. whatever. And then Been praying. Yeah, praying, and then uh, play a bit of computer games and that. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah. Get a bit of the old Total War of Bosch on the PC, or if you're a console gamer, maybe, you know, a bit of Call of Duty or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, you probably wouldn't have done Farming Simulator, because you're probably bored of that, because it's like a day job, isn't it, in a feudal society? So. Probably go, yeah, check check out check out your meta, see what's, yeah. see what's going on, yeah. see if you've had any me, me, meta messages or something. Um, so then, then you go back to sleep for, like, another three, four hours till dawn, right? That's kind of how humans naturally sleep. And because of the... Um, industrial revolution that's not practical so we're kind of sleeping yeah, uh, in, oppos- in one block to be more in efficient for our yeah, in op- exactly in opposition to our actual nature though and so a lot of people do wake up in the night and so that's probably where this, the witching hour and stuff all comes mm. from because that's kind of how our circadian clocks should work um, so uh, the first, so the first bit seems um, fairly uh, intellectual. So it looks like it's serious. Try so and gloss over that, then, Chris. We'll try and. Well, I mean, but but with the counterpoint of us, throwing so stupid comments at it. Yeah. So therefore, I'm sure we can mispronounce it and and and, and misunderstand it to it. So yeah. So um, <laughs> pretend to Dumb misunderstand it, it for comedy purposes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is from New Samachair, uh, and um, it's by, I think it's uh, maybe an Indian website. Fair enough. And it's by uh, Rajveer Sekhawat, and from June the 2nd, 2023. And it's a brief history of La Malahora, Mexico's most famous monstrous. Mm. Monstrous. Oh, so it's a monstress. So it's a, a monstress. It's a lady monster. Apparently. It's a lady monster. So, the history of La Malahora dates back to the 16th century, when the concept of the monstress first appeared in Mexico. Yes. The monstress was a woman who was said to have cursed, who was cursed and possessed by evil spirits. She was often seen as a danger to society, like NWA. And yep. was often persecuted by the authorities, like NWA. Indeed. Over time, the concept of the monstrous evolved. Well, you easy, you probably don't announce your crimes in your rap records. Would be probably a good idea. You want to keep it on the on the down low, but you know, you do you. Yeah, I know, but he's, he died about thirty years ago, so it's probably no. I think it's fair enough. Probably a bit late. But... Fair enough time to bring it up. Yeah. Fine, finally, someone's and willing to speak any, out. Yeah. <laughs> any, you know, Freddie Budding Easy E's out there. You know, but I mean, all gangster rappers um, announce crimes that they, they may didn't that do. they may or yeah. may not have committed yeah. on their songs, don't they? Yeah, in fairness, you can't get arrested for saying something on a song. Although they were trying to, weren't they? They were trying to. I would imagine you either yeah, probably. But I mean that's a but you just go, you just go various... creative license. Yeah, in fairness. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think that there'd be a Ferrari. If well, unless you take all songs literally. And so you'll go so I think like, we should. I think we should <laughs> so that so much with the end game of getting everyone back to just doing Bible stories, which is what some of these people seemingly were. <laughs> all, all the wise man just be built the his house upon the rock. His house upon the rocks. I the house upon the rocks. Why would you do songs about you know selling crack cane when you could do one lovely one about Noah's Ark? <laughs> can't can't argue with that, Chris. That's just logic. 
tell you what, uh, some, of the, some of the some of the kids down my uh... yeah, <laughs> some, pasta is like a, yeah, some hey of the kids. guys. You know, I, I like a bit of ice cube as well. We all like a bit of fun, but, <laughs> but I but I prefer it in my iced tea. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's really cool? Yeah, you know what's really cool. Building, building a boat 500 cubits square, <laughs> running out the apocalypse through it. Hmm? I'll tell you that, what, Jason? do you want to know what's really gangster? <laughs> Killing your own brother. Yeah. <laughs> Killing your own children because a man in the sky told you to. Yeah. <laughs> That's proper G. <laughs> And here's a little rap I wrote about it. Boom, 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 boom. Rap, 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 rap. Rap in. Rap, rap. The monstrous was a woman who was said to be cursed and possessed by evil spirits. Like NWA. Yeah, okay. She was often seen as ancient society and persecuted by authorities. Over time, the concept of the monstrous evolved and she became a more Positive figure in Mexican culture. Okay. Rebrand. Again, we've had to sort of, you know, bold, boulderize this. Uh... Yeah. She was seen as a protector of the poor and oppressed, and her legend grew. Okay, it's been sort of like a devil, and it's turned into a bit of a Robin Hood figure. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Um, You know, sometimes criminals make the best good guys. Oh, yeah. That's what leverage has taught me. As uh, whatever that terrible Vin Diesel movie was called, sometimes to fight the evil, you need to use evil or something. Uh, that was the sequel to Pitch Black, I think. Um, Riddick. Oh, I thought it was or Chronicles um, of Riddick or something. Band I, don't know, Bro- probably... I thought it was Band of Brothers. Oh yeah, it could it could have been yeah, it could have been Band of Brothers. So That's La Manahora is one of the most famous monstresses in Mexico and is revered by many. So, the origins of La Malahora. The origin story of La Malahora is a bit of a mystery, as it is a story that has been passed down through the generations and has been distorted and changed along the way, like so many. Long-winded way of saying we don't know. Yeah, no idea. Uh, However, there are some things that are consistent throughout the Mm -hmm. legend. One version of the legend states that Malahora was born from a powerful Inca chieftain and a goddess of the underworld. Mm. It is said that she had special powers that allowed her to protect the oppressed and the poor and to fight for justice. Another version but states... But said that this was um, the 16th century. Mm-hmm. Still got Incas knocking about after the... Nah. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you would have their descendants, but nothing... Yeah, yeah. But not the English. No, but if you're making a story up, then you you know it's like us going. That's the roots of it, right? Yeah, you go. Oh, yeah, that you know that that green man bloke. Yeah, he's from a Celtic chieftain or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Fair point. Another thing is like if you say it's about something in like that doesn't exist anymore, it's very difficult to go and check the birth records. That's, That's true. Saying. I mean, most people don't really read, even skim the wiki pages. So just say, oh, yeah, it's some Incan chiefs and yeah. uh, James II got together and did a <laughs> which I, which I, I, album. Yeah, I believe that's... About the um, same period, isn't it? Yeah, I believe that's the premise of um, the sort new of Indiana Jones movie. The 100 the, Years War, the World cog, War One period. The, cog, the, the Cogs of Death or whatever it's called. Yeah. Nice. So another version states that Malahora was born in death and came back to life in the form of a monstrous. It is... sounds like the tagline for a Vin Diesel movie. I was, <laughs> I was born, born in, in death. death and came back as a monstrous. Um, it is believed that she was cursed by a powerful sorcerer. Well, was... there's, a, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of ancillary characters going on. Yeah, we should focus. And was given special powers to protect the oppressed and poor. Regardless of which version of the legend you believe, Malahora remains one of the most popular and recognisable figures in Mexican culture today. Oh, this is an interesting thing, isn't it? Because you have, like, with the um, the whole Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. there's a kind of, like, um, it's it's just kind of like a synthesis of, you know, Catholic um, ideology and kind of, like, um, obviously pre... Native, um, yeah. Yeah. 
pre-Columbian. Um, exactly, sort of bits and pieces. But I just also think it was quite interesting. I don't know. Um, well, I quite like ignorance, but you know, taking concepts that we've seen as negative and but seeing it as kind of more of a uh, a balanced concept. You know. Yeah. So I quite like. I mean, I wish that culturally we had something like Day of the Dead because it's a celebration. It's meant to be when your ancestors come back. Mm. And, like, people go and, like, they'll grab a little shrine and they'll leave, like, the person's favourite stuff in life there, like packet of fags, donut. Yeah, copy I guess of, the nearest copy, we've copy got of is Halloween. Yeah, copy of Razzle. Kind of porter. Yeah, I guess the nearest we've got is Halloween, isn't it? But, um, but, yeah, but I think just even, like, the representations of death, do you know what I mean? It's just quite a bit, it sort of takes the sting out of it a little bit, I guess. Yeah, because here it's know. a massive sting. Yeah, and it's just all considered very negative. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I struggled. Yeah. I mean, I, I struggled to find currently. I struggled to find the positives of dying. But um, then I've got no belief in anything afterwards. So it's pretty much a full stop. No, agreed. But it's kind of like I guess it's just the. It, it, I guess it's not saying that it's a positive, but just accepting it's a part of. Well, life, no, but, do you know what I mean? It's. But, but they're also saying that it isn't the end because they guess, yeah. because they're saying the ancestors come they've, back. They've so then, a... then if that's built into you as a kid, then you're like, well, I'm not so scared of death because I know that's mm. not the full stop. Whereas, I, you know, secular, just like eh, probably it. And then the closest we've got is yeah, but then your atoms will go on to make other trees, and it's like I don't give a shit about other trees. <laughs> I want my I want my consciousness to continue. Um. Regardless, okay, this podcast lost us sadly. Probably not. I mean, no. like literally the second we're both come, yeah, turning up daisies and just you know, delete that yeah, from the record. Yeah, it's a lot. AI has come in and got no no value whatsoever. <laughs> Her legacy persists, and she continues to be seen as a figure of strength and protection. So the spread of so this bit's all kind of going on about how it's culturally. Hmm. still there then we're going to go into a bit more of the story and then we're actually going to go into some ghosty stories of people seeing it that's more our level yeah so the legend of la horror has possessed and spread, spread across much of mexico becoming an integral part of the culture from mexico city to small villages and the depths of the jungles it is said that malahora can be seen at night patrolling the outskirts of town protecting them from evil spirits you see that right. So what's interesting here as well is it seems to be very positive in Mexico, but it mm. seems to be like quite a malevolent force in the US. So well, there you go. See, they're looking at it and didn't work. Yeah. In many regions, Malahora is revered as a kind of local deity. Locals make offerings to her and build temples in her honor in various places. In some areas, small festivals are held to celebrate her and to show a reverence. Interesting, there are many Mexican immigrants who have brought the legend of Malahora with them to the United States of America, where it slowly but surely spread throughout the years. In many Spanish-speaking areas, parents use the story of Malahora to scare children into behaving, much like the bogeyman. Yeah, that seems to be a good use for a myth all around the world. Yeah. Trying to get kids to shut up. <laughs> shut really, up, I, or a I monster will eat your face. Exactly. You're driving me out the wall. Well, I still, uh, we've probably mentioned the podcast several times, but the um, straw head Peter, I think, I think they're German folklore. Which is yeah, like, that... oh, you like sucking on your thumbs? Well, he's going to come out and chop them off for you. Yeah. How about that? There we go. Zero sum game, mate. Yeah. Um, this is a testament to the enduring legacy of Malahora and her powerful presence in the culture of Mexico. Though centuries have gone by since her original story first began circulating, Malahora remains an integral part of the culture today. So uh, this bit's titled The Modern Lamara Horror Movement. Mm. Sounds like a political arm of the... Maybe it is. Maybe it is. In in recent years, a new movement has emerged in Mexico to increase public awareness of Malahora and her legacy. Well, you need to, don't you? You've got to keep these things alive, apparently. The movement has been driven primarily by university students who are actively trying to preserve the legacy of Malahora and protect it from potential historical erasure. At the same time, this new movement is working to create an arguably happier narrative in which Malahora is uh, venerated rather than feared. 
not veneered rather than feared. Not a nice little thin wood layer over the top of the ghost story. No, that's what we always say, don't we, when we're going round the um, bric-a-brac shops trying to get some furniture to upcycle and sell to idiots. Yeah. You know, this furniture is to be veneered and not to be feared. So, BBC, if you're looking for some people to be on your daytime <laughs> TV show. Then, uh... Julius Little Love Joyce. You know what? Very, very available and very, very cheap. You know what? This at the moment looks like a horrible mess. It's been painted over 17 times. You wouldn't want it in your house. But it's got good bones, and that means it's to be veneered and not to be feared. Let's see if we can, let's see how much we can get this for. Let's, let's see if we can make five pence profit in <laughs> the auction. This is a major change from the past, in which La Malahora was largely feared and seen as an ominous figure. In addition to wearing public awareness, raising public awareness, this new movement is working towards a reimagined visions of Malahora focused on female empowerment and respect for female strength. I mean, that's good, but I would suggest there are probably more urgent yeah. things that you could be campaigning on behalf of than fictional creatures, but fair enough. Yeah, students, though, isn't it? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. This is a far cry from the traditional version of Malahora, who is depicted as a villainous figure. By advocating for a positive, empowering vision of Malahora, this modern movement is helping to bring her story out of the shadows and into the public light. Whether or not this movement will succeed remains to be seen. But it's a welcome new development for the La Malahora legacy. Uh, so that, um, that's all I'm going to read from that article. So we're going to go more into the actual... Yeah, let's have more ghosties. All right, mate. So, the, so uh, this is from puzzleboxhorror.com, and it's by Joe Clements in April 2021. It has no comments. Hey, hey, readers, hey, listeners, listeners, if you, uh, you know, if you fancy going on there and leaving some comments, I'm sure that Joe Clements would appreciate yeah. it. I mean, I won't be, I won't be doing it myself. Um, you probably have to subscribe, but, you know, I feel like I'm doing my bit by... Just by putting it out, yeah. Just by putting it out there. So a little thank you for using his uh, article in our podcast. Oh, there's a little ad here. Join Slasher. It's like Facebook for horror fans. Download for free at Google Play. I mean, there's <laughs> two awful things. Well, there you go, Neil. You don't like you don't like sort of standards don't social like media. Yeah. Why don't you join Slasher? Right, I mean, start... why would I want an even more? Because you can start, you can start promoting our podcast there. I'm sure, that serious horror fans would be into it. Yeah, <laughs> people over it. So, Mexico has enough folklore and urban legends to make H.P. Lovecraft cancel his flight. Oh, I mean, he'd be cancelling his flight with Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> the Mexicans were a start. The things he was going horror, horrifying would, but yeah, yeah, anyway, let's not get into his massive racism. No, none are as menacing as and confrontational as the dreaded La Malahora. La Malahora relates to the Devil's Hour, also known as the Witching Hour, a time many known as 3am, at a time which one may suddenly wake up for no perceptible reason with an acute sense of dread wallowing in their stomach. I mean, normally that just bladder, isn't it, really? Just existential crisis. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Dave Dorney again. Oh, God, what's going to happen this time? Uh... This uncanny hour has been associated with the practice of witchcraft, imbued with great satanic significance, and even held accountable for the true story of the Amitaville horror, which we've looked at. Yeah, it's just like an arsehole he shot his family. Yeah. Uh, though residents of Mexico know it as something more tangible and far more horrifying. Ooh. In 1910, the phenomenon was described by Aurelio Espinosa as a malicious entity that stalked crossroads around Mexico at night. So, where's the crossroads? Oh, yes. 
It would hunt, torment, and even kill anyone brave enough to ignore the tales and travel home alone at such an hour. If these individuals were unfortunate enough to come across the dreaded La Malahora and gaze headlong into it, they would be driven hideously and irreversibly insane. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Mexico has been reading a little of Lovecraft's work after all. <laughs> and because of this, this peculiar spirit is said to be... There's a lot of tentacles going on. He liked tentacles, didn't he? Only one of them. All right, fair enough. It's only Cthulhu, wasn't it? A tentacle squid head. I thought they all... I don't, I'm not that familiar with Lovecraft. No, just the famous one. Just the um, okay. just the breakout star. Yeah. Cthulhu. Oh, Cthulhu's the only one you need, isn't he? Yeah. It was like Method Man in the Wu-Tang Clan is the breakout. Taylor Swift of the Pantheon of Old Gods. <laughs> um, so, because of all this, it's said to be more feared than the devil himself. Most of Mexico flat out refuses to talk about it, changing the subject or simply referring to it as an evil thing. So obviously it's not, you know, this is quite a different take on it. From yeah, era. this is what I'm saying. You know, the, all those kind I've of... seen the whole Robin Hood... All those flower power students trying to yeah, make it, it about girl power and stuff, you know, actually, you know, a lot of Mexico doesn't feel the same. Yeah, think on. <laughs> Talk shit gets smacked. Yeah. Um, La Malahora takes great pleasure in driving its victims mad. Not only this, but it will often attack helpless travellers, paralysing them in their tracks and brutalising their weakened forms. After being suffocated by the fiend, their bodies are left at the side of the road. In Chiapas, the southernmost state of Mexico, the insidious entity is told to take the form of a beautiful woman. Mm. Sometimes dressed in white, sometimes dressed in black. That's the lure of the unwary traveller, one assumes. Oh, yeah. This incarnation and its diversely gruesome behaviour comes across like some demented video game enemy gone rogue. It's odd. Okay, that's an interesting (laughs) metaphor. When dressed in white, La Malahora is said to be gentler and more graceful. She hypnotises wary travellers who, if they don't notice the space between her feet and the ground, or the fact that her toes are backwards, (laughs) or the fact that her lanterns have stopped working, all sense of direction seems lost, will follow her obediently into whichever peril she chooses. Lots of stuff not to notice. Which well, the lanterns are off in it, so right, it's hard backwards, to see. backwards toes. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Sorry. I wouldn't judge. So does that mean like backwards feet, or does it mean like... Yeah, I don't know whether her feet are on backwards. Or the toes like are backwards, backwards so, so the nails are like halfway up the yeah, foot. Yeah, looking at the floor or something. I don't know. I don't know now. But I think it's something I've not... It sounds noticeable, whatever it is. <laughs> Perhaps this will be off the edge of a ravine or perhaps in front of the next passing car. When dressed in black, La Malahora is more aggressive. Oh, okay. She will stop a traveller by any means and attack directly with her pointed nails. The strong will should hope to meet her on a white night, while no one should hope to see her in black. Oh, no. More than you can cope with, lad. Don't care how strong you will are. Yeah. Uh, one particular story has been circling the internet for quite some time, earning La Malahora its creepy pasta certification along the way. In this story, a woman goes to stay with her friend who is experiencing marital troubles, having a bit of problems topside. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> on the way, she almost hits a woman in the road. When the car stops, uh, when the car stops beginning. Oh, begins scratching fiercely at the windows. Okay. Not very well put together sentence. So on the way, she almost hits a woman in the road who, when the car stops, begins scratching fiercely at the windows in an attempt to get in. 
After driving away as quickly as possible, our protagonist reaches her friend who tells her frantically that she has seen the Malahora, the spirit who only appears when death is close. The woman then calls her husband, who she finds has been mugged and shot to death in another area. Mind you, could be just as well. <laughs> so I wasn't working out. Maybe a nice fresh start. Oh, yeah, there are marital problems. I mean, that sounds like they've hired someone on the dark yeah. web and then the, yeah, the Malahora, yeah, I'll be... they're trying to use the old Malahora, <laughs> Malahora oh. defence, which is so big in Mexico. That's every time. Every time. New Mexico legend. On the southern border of the United States in the state of New Mexico, La Malahora seems to appear much closer to Espanosa's original description, usually seen as a black abstract form, like a fleece of wool, which expands and contracts, like a pulsing yeah, black odd. thing, yeah. changing size and shape and seemingly floating along the roadside. A widely feared omen, this incarnation is only told to be seen when death is soon to befall a loved one. I would imagine a lot of concerns, yet apologetic phone calls taking place around 3am in Mexico. One thing's for sure, if I lived near any of the places that the Malahora is said to appear, I would doubtfully ever go out after midnight, even if I had run out of snouts and cakes. Yeah, just have to wait till in the morning. Added the last bit. Uh, I'm sure you did. <laughs> so I'm going to read another description here, and then we're going to go. Working at a petrol station at two o'clock and three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you've seen a few house. horrors, haven't you? Yeah. Did you ever work in a petrol station, or you've just you've just haunted them? No, no, I've, I've, well, I've been on both sides of that counter, let's put it like that, in the early hours. Worst one, actually, was some guy, um, he, he was like, I think he was a taxi driver, so you think he would have been a bit more chill. He was like, fucking, we're going like two or three o'clock in the morning. And, um, but we had to close down, so like, at some point you've got to refuel. Yeah. And you can't have people on the lot when you're refueling, it's like safety reasons. Yeah. So it all seems fairly obvious to me. Because we were a 24-hour petrol station, he's like, I could do you under the Trades Act, Trade Description Act. I'm like, well, good luck with that court case, mate. If you <laughs> decide to pursue to litigation, do let, do let my legal team know. I get 25 petrol stations minimum wage. Let's get the lawyers involved. Was that um, attached to the big Sainsbury's? Yeah, it was a, it was a, West, yeah. It was a Penn Station by West Coast Sainsbury's, yeah. But so it wasn't one of the sort of middle-of-the-town ones, but it was still getting up people through. But, yeah, it's just some, you know... It's, like three o'clock in the morning or something, and then it's obviously sort of they're just doing a refueling, and it's like, oh yeah, sorry, it'll be closed for about fifteen minutes, but you, you know, you can welcome to hang around, or you can, you know, get you a whatever, but I just can't open the pumps up. Um, and he was having none of it, having a right old moan. Anyway, tell you what, I've got some, away. I've got some negative Portslade news. Oh no, yeah, I so thought it. So, so you know, my uh, mum has international students sometimes hmm. play with her. So they, uh, like a big group of them, were in Victoria Park in Portslade. Okay, yeah, Vicky Park, yeah. Vicky Park. And um, they were just going home because the sun was going down and some hoodies... Some awful people decided to, yeah. ...jumped them and put two of the kids in hospital. Oh, God. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. As, Ports, as Portslade's most famous personnel, have you got anything you'd like to say? Um, to cop probably... to con the situation? Sorry to hear that. Don't be doing it, hoodies. You know, probably don't think probably. of the good name of Port Slade. Well, I say that laughingly. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a bit rough. It sounds like it hasn't got much better yeah. over the years. Yeah, you see, my kind of reaction was I mean, why aren't the language schools telling people, like, it's probably best not to hang around Port Slade? Well, look, but I think there's quite a few people who sort of, because it's, I imagine, because it's cheap to rent there and stuff. I imagine that, you know, yeah. you see quite a few, I mean, let's face it, it can happen in. You know, Brighton or Hove as well. Can't just, go down the, just go down the beach. Yeah. Anyway, that's a you shame. You wouldn't think, would you? It's just, you know, you find some big open park or whatever. It's like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not exactly, down, yeah. Down, down the level or down the steen, I reckon. I think, I think like Portslade, kind of, as the evening draws in, you do have to be slightly streetwise around Slightly that. wary, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, or just be a really massive bloke like us and then just, you know, you've got the... Sure. 
Boundary Road doesn't feel that edgy mm. these days, but yeah, not you think it used to. No, do they really? Yeah, but anyway, and I'm not from Portstead, but I'd like to apologise to the people of Bilbao. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that should never happen anywhere to anyone, but yeah, no, that's awful. This, yeah, well, it's they've grown up under the conservatives, you know. Yes, you yeah, well, you know, all this cultural shite, yeah. So, uh, anymystery.com, The Legend of Lamella Horror by Staff Writer or October 2022. That was one of those, he's got one of those names, what is it like? Uh, where your like your name's like John Banker and you end up working in a bank. Oh, uh, deter- nominative determinism. I don't know. Yeah, what you, yeah. I don't know how else you'd express it, but yeah, yeah. that's what this guy's staff writer has. Um, in uh, Chiapas of Mexico, they tell of La, La Malahora. Usually appears as a lovely long-haired woman, clothed in white or black, walking along the side of the road at night. Typically hides in the shadows near a crossroads, waiting for an unsuspecting visitor across the path. Some believe it is more fear than the devil. It appears as a huge black lump that is continually moving and changing shape. It can also swiftly change change size, getting larger and smaller. When I say this much, the devil's getting cucked out quite a bit here. He needs to start yeah. having this game in Mexico, <laughs> I think. Remind him he's the big boy. So, uh, according to legends, uh, no well, I think horror, it takes it's, some to be scary in Mexico as well. Not, not to disrespect a lovely. I mean, the human. Some of the, well, you know, a small, a small percentage of the humans are quite scary in Mexico, aren't they? The oh yeah, I'm not having. No, I just mean you know, the, the, sort of some of the crime and things that happens. Yeah. I think you'd be quite hard. You know, quite hardy. Um, you wouldn't be afraid of. You know, I think you'd be quite streetwise in a lot of mm. places in Mexico. Yeah. The Malhorra is an evil spirit, entity, or demon. It is said to be as dreaded as the devil throughout New Mexico. Mexico, it appears, you're just saying the same thing. Uh, at best, it's a negative omen. The female spirit cloaked in black is regarded as a harbinger of death, and at worst, it is a vindictive demon. According to most versions of this urban legends, individuals will see it, are either driven insane, uh, suffocated by its mist, uh, it is clear, however, how this is known is unclear. <laughs> this meant to be known. It only assaults solitary travellers who discover the dead the following day. Who discovered dead the following day? Those who have avoided meetings with the entity allege that it's numbered or entranced them, numbs them, sorry, or entranced them into complacency. <laughs> Because they numbered them, it's like, oh, no. sorry, sorry, 26, you're not going to get around to tonight, you're going to have to stay alive. Oh. No, that was, uh, my, brain no, did, my brain was doing a little bit of scrambles. Yeah, fair enough. Numb them or entrance, uh, entrance them into complacency, bourgeois. It's the power I wish I had. What, complacency? No, just numbing people into complacency. I kind of do. Um any person who is unfortunate enough to encounter a demon risks going insane. It seeks to hypnotise and immobilise everyone who comes across it at night. When it attacks, it rushes towards the unknowing victim, uh, develop, developing and suffocating him. It should be enveloping. Enveloping. I think, I but it say, says yeah. developing. Fair Come enough. on, staff writer. Uh, the following day, the victim discovered dead by the side of the road. Lamala Hora is thought to be kinder and more graceful when dressed in white, to hypnotise tired travellers who, if they overlook the fact her toes reverse, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. So you're in black then, what you're going to do, just sort of like, oh, you'd look, you'd look good in white, though. Yeah. Take your glasses off, put your hair down, put a white dress <laughs> on, you know, lovely smile. Mm. Get on, come on. You'd be prom, prom queen. <laughs> <laughs> Scratching your face off. So their conclusion is there's no physical evidence of the encounter, as is typical of an urban legend. And I mean, yeah, information I, I don't think this, this is true, you know. So uh, I'm going to go from uh, a final bit from American folklore.net. And this is from this. Repeat a lot of the information we've already heard. No, this is probably, but then no, I, this is. Um, we're coming from a different angle. Folkloric, perhaps. 
no, this is just like a more full version of the uh, pre. The, uh, this is the full version of the story about the marital, uh, marital oh, okay. difficulties and stuff. So, do you want me to go through it or not? Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Uh, a New Mexico ghost story retold by S. E. Schlossler. Nice. My friend Isabel called me one evening before dinner. She was sobbing as she told me that her husband and Enrique were getting divorced. He had moved out of the house earlier that day and Isabel was distraught. Oh, I hate to sound like Max Payne from the video game series. Thought it was the right right choice. The right no? choice. Hey, you know, you, you come with an artistic hunch there, Chris. I'm not gonna question it. I just just Well the third Max Payne was set in Sao Paulo. That's there near Mexico. There you go. <laughs> Very near. It was a very good game, actually. I did play the third one, actually. I did play the first two. Third one was the best. Very enjoyable. There you go. Did yeah. that reason a bit washed up and drunk? Yeah. Obviously going to be the best. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on his uppers, brilliant. I'll, Drinking I'll in, problem. I'll get into that, yeah. I called my husband, who was on a business trip in Chicago, and he agreed. I'm going to do it even more, Max Payne. Yeah. <laughs> And he agreed that I should go stay with Isabella for a few days to help during this difficult time. I packed a small suitcase and got right into the car. It was late, and it would take me at least four hours to drive from my home to Santa Fe. Isabella was expecting me to arrive around midnight. God damn it. As I traveled down the dark, wet highway, I kept feeling chills. As if someone or something was watching me. I kept looking in the rearview Miller. M- Miller? I kept looking at my <laughs> rearview mirror. Use your beer you were drinking. <laughs> using at, that to look behind you. Looking at the rearview mirror. Apparent, apparently, he'd nearly finished making my flower. I glanced in the back seat. No one was there. Don't be ridiculous, I told myself, wishing fervently that I was at home in bed instead of driving on a dark, rainy highway. There was almost no traffic, and I hardly wished that I would soon reach Van Fay. But that rain was coming down like icy shards from hell. Yeah. I turned off the highway just before I reached the city and started down a side road to Isabella's house. As I approached a small crossroad, I saw a woman step into the street directly in front of my car. I shrieked in fright and slammed on my brakes, praying I would miss her. The car shouted to a halt, and I looked frankly around for the woman. Then I saw her right beside my window, looking at me. She had the face of a demon. Twisted, eyes glowing red, and short, pointed teeth. I screamed and leapt at my window, her hands clawed, striking the glass. I put my foot down on the accelerator, and the car leapt forward. For a few terrible moments, she ran alongside the car, <laughs> keeping up easily and striking me again and again, like, Termi- like the Terminator 2. Then she fell behind, and in, uh, in the rearview mirror, I saw her growing taller and taller until she was as large as a tree. Red light swirled around her like mist, and she pointed after me, her mouth moving, though I couldn't make out the words. I jerked my attention back to the road, afraid of what might happen to me if my car ran out the street. I made it to Isabella's house in record time and flung myself out of the car. Pounding on the door frantically and looking behind me to see if the demon-faced woman had followed me. Oh, no, Isab- Isabella's been moided. <laughs> <laughs> Isabella came running to the door and let me in. Shut the door, shut it! I cried frantically, brushing past her into the safety of the house. Jane, what's wrong? She asked, slamming the door shut. She grabbed my hand and led me into the living room. I sank onto the couch and started sobbing in fear and reaction. After several minutes, I managed to gasp out my story. Isabella Gasper said, Are you sure it was at the crossroads you saw her? Yeah, well, I'm sort of <laughs> I nodded, puzzled by a question. It must have been the Mahora, Isabella said, wringing her hands. The bad hour? I asked. This is bad, Jane, very bad, Isabella cried. The Mahora only appears at the crossroads when someone's going to die. Ordinarily, I would have laughed at such superstition, but the appearance of the demon woman had shaken me. Isabella got me a cup of hot cocoa, brought my luggage in from the car and sent me to bed. She was so concerned that she didn't once mention the divorce or Enrique. 
I felt much better the next morning, but I couldn't shake the feeling of dread that grew within me all day. None of us mentioned Mahora, but we were both thinking of her when I told Isabella that I wanted to go home. Isabella insisted on accompanying me. I flatly refused to drive after dark. I was afraid that I would see the Dean woman again when I passed crossroads. When we left the next morning, and we hadn't been home uh, for more than 20 minutes when a police car suddenly pulled up in the driveway and I knew what it meant, and so did Isabella. The officer spoke very gently to me, but nothing could soften the news. My husband had been mugged on the way back to his hotel after dinner last night. His body had not been found until this morning. He had been shot in the head and he was killed instantly. Dun, dun, dun. Certainly put a new twist on that story. Yeah. We're having it narrated by uh, Max Payne and someone from Max Payne, the someone from Birmingham. Yeah, well, someone from Peaky Blinders, presumably. Yeah, that is all the the Midlands is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that's basically the story now. That's that's well, that's La Malahora. I'm struggling to see how the you know, first it ganger. Yeah, they're all sort of a little bit. And also, how you sort of the Robin Hoodie kind of tale. But there you go. Obviously. You know, we're we're possibly seeing some biased versions. Yeah, it's um, the latter stories. I yeah, don't I'm know. not. Yeah, I'm not seeing the not seeing a lot prote- of the uh, protection of poor people and yeah. stuff. There you go. Maybe um, everyone should kill with knob ends. Pardon? <laughs> Maybe everyone should kill with knob ends. I don't know. Like everyone should landlords and stuff. Maybe everyone that she killed was. All uh, right. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. Um, maybe. Um, Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. From what I've read, it all seems to be getting travellers and yeah. like doing different things. Um, I think it's a bit of a. I mean, you know, maybe it's a project they're doing in the university, but it's a difficult one to turn this person into a force for good. Yeah, it's not a lot of light and empowerment. Shade. Mostly shade. Yeah, it's other than you know, if she's got a white dress, she'll kill you a bit more. Nicely, Slowly. yeah, be a bit nicer about killing you. you know? Yeah, it's just walk you off a cliff rather than scratch your eyes out. Don't you worry about it off, off the cliff with you. Go on, go on, get the sensation of flying. That's not, what, that's not what it is, it's dropping. Um, okay, so should we go through our scoring system now? Why not? Why, Why not? not? Hey, that's what hey, we're here that's for. What we do every week, yeah. let's not stop doing it. No, it's the only thing which we haven't stopped doing that we've been doing every week. You but... know, hey, it's consistent. So, yeah. so Neil, spookiness. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's quite spooky. We're travelling out in the middle of nowhere, or, or you know, out in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning, or waking up and having the, the night terrors. Um, yeah, I, I like the fact that they've they've taken kind of like um, a physical thing and then like manifested it with a, a spooky ghost. Mm. I like the fact that she's got sort of two faces. So you know, she bad cop and worse cop. Haven't we all? Yeah, indeed. Duality yeah, of humanity. Bad. You know, even to the extent where some people think you can sort of like write it up as a nice spirit. I mean, I say don't haven't really seen how they're doing that, but we don't. I mean, know I'm getting details. I'm getting it. Do you know what? I'm getting a little sick of these Lamala horror apologists. Oh. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to avoid that, but yeah, you know. <laughs> they're getting everywhere. Rich, isn't it? Yeah. Um yeah, no, I think yeah, it's quite a good spooky one. Um uh, you know, I mean these usual things, kind of like generic sort of Black hair, kind of red eyes, long yeah. fingernails, and all the rest of it. But hey, changes into a ball. Cliches become cliches for a reason. Yeah, the undulating kind of black thing was a bit weird. Pulsating like, ball thing. Like yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Why not? Does that sound a bit like a sort of yeah, a, a Doctor Who. Well, it kind of makes it feel like clinical. it kind of appears like kind of in a non-corporeal form. And yeah, go, you know what so, I mean. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty speak. I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. So yeah, no, I like I like the fact that they've taken something which is a global thing, you know, the witching hour or whatever, and they've attached uh, a character to it. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a witchy woman at the end of the day. Nothing particularly new there, but um, it's yeah, it's interesting that she's got two two sides of the coin, although both sides are bad. Just one's. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, you're dead. Which one's less bad? Well, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, I, I mean, it it does sound like in some parts of Mexico she's revered and stuff, though. So it's kind of 
it's one of these like so you do wonder or I do wonder whether so like say like press. well say like people in kind of like uh less populated areas or whatever who aren't necessarily on the internet all the time and that kind yeah. of stuff they've kind of got this um this spirit and they kind of are like you know they they have a more new and nuanced view of it yeah. view of it um but then someone's heard of it and they've gone oh that's quite a good bad guy and then they've mm. done internet stuff with it so i do wonder about that um but you know, without further research, which I won't be doing, then exactly. I guess I'll never know. So I'm going to give it a six. Still speaking, let's not talk ourselves into any extra work, Chris. No, nope. that'd be the really speaky thing. Livability, <laughs> uh, livability. So I think like it seems to be pretty like the, there seems to be beliefs around her. I think that it's kind of there, there's because it's a more. Um, it's a more spooky society, Mexico, isn't it? They believe in spirits and stuff more than mm-hmm. more than we do, because of the um, like sort of mix mixing of religions and yeah. sort of old beliefs, new beliefs, and it's all kind of happened in the grand scheme of things over a very short period of time. Um, so yeah, I think it's believed there. Do I believe? I believe in the witching hour, the like the time that people wake up. But as I said, that's kind of got. A reason behind it. Um, yeah. Do I believe in the the physical incarnation of the witch hour that you might see a witch at crossroads? Probably not. So that take a few points off. But uh, I'm going to give it seven now. Fair days. Yeah, uh, fairly similarly. So I think yeah, there's there's a degree of believability if you're in certain areas or what have you. Um, I'm probably a little less. I mean, certainly, do I believe it? No. But um, and I don't know like how many people in Mexico will be properly believing in this but yeah i'll give it a six six okay narrative premise nil yeah i think that there's quite um you know having a hook like the fact that it's around the witching hour i think there's lots you could do with that um things at three o'clock in the morning inherently that's kind of like a bit spooky and so yeah there's sort of some interesting stuff you could explore here what's the motivation why the white dress and black dress the different attitudes um, there's obviously the whole Robin Hood aspect that we haven't really mm. explored. Um, interesting to dig into that. So, uh, yeah, I think it's got a bit more than the surface, just kind of like witch creature. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven for potential. Yeah, I agree with what you said. And also the fact that it can have a poor sense of death for a loved one and stuff as yeah, well. Yeah. That's quite good. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot to add to, to what you said. Um, yeah, it, it's it's more interesting than most witchy things. So I'm going to give it a six. And reach. So sounds like southern United States and Mexico. That's that's where we're at. Um, interesting I, that crossover. I mean, it's what you would expect to have that crossover. But yeah. yeah. Um, so I've not heard of it before today. Um, so, uh, I mean, there's a lot about it on the internet, and one of the things which you read was from an Indian news article. Mm. Um, well, I don't think it's massive, and I think, well, I mean, it's big in Mexico, and that's a big country, bigish country. Um, but it's not an international not an international one or or really a regional one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or I mean yeah. it is regional, but you know, regions different yeah. sizes. It's not like all of South so, or something, yeah. Uh I'm gonna give it a five for each now. Yeah, probably fairly similar. Um yeah, I mean obviously I don't know how far it goes. Obviously it's in uh in New Mexico and Mexico, but it doesn't sound like it's sort of graduated to Spanish speaking countries, etc. like um, you know, other sort of um things like that. But um so yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard of it. Began. It's no surprise. But so I'll probably bit. I'll probably give it a four on this one. I think this is probably the one where it's probably not as uh, down a bit. Yeah. Well, that gives us overall forty-eight. So not too bad. Um, and uh, right now, the if you want to contact us, you can at herb dot at gmail dot com or legend urbane on Twitter. Those yeah, are our two primaries. Some death threats, maybe. That'd be all right. Yeah, yeah, give some death threats. That'd be good. Make us feel important. Any attention's yeah. good attention. 
Um, and Neil, what are you going to do with the rest of your afternoon? I'm going to go and buy some crisps. Oh, nice. Yeah, I need to go out and get something to eat. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm just think whether I go on Tesco's or do I take a longer route Tesco's, down to the isn't co-op. It? It's probably going to be Tesco's. Yeah. Which one are you going to go to? The one in the petrol station or the one near the tennis club? Um, I'm going to head towards the petrol station because that might take me a bit further, but we'll see. Lovely. Well, there you go. That's our plans, as you can see. <laughs> the fun never Sunday the, evening. The fun, fun never, never stops. stops. The lands of urban legends. And I wish you all a good week, and I hope you're well and happy and fulfilled with whatever fills your gaps. And I will see you next Thursday. Goodbye. And goodbye.